thank you for tuning into this episode of rainy days with tabs i wouldn't even really call it an episode because it's gonna be so short um <laughs> it's gonna be so short like it's gonna be so short like i didn't even think to you know do a video portion with it not only because y'all not watching them guys i'm taking my time you know to put up these videos on youtube and nobody's clicking them i'm gonna stop i'm gonna get off my soapbox but <laughs> it also takes a lot of work to like record and like do the video portion i'm not even gonna get into that but i just wanted to do like a quick six month update it is officially june 24th of 2022 six months have passed and i cannot believe it well technically it'll be six months have passed come july but you get me you get me i am currently in the sixth month and i mean i'm super blessed if you're listening i'm super blessed to have you as a listener and i'm super happy that you're alive to even listen to this and you probably went through you know a whole array of things throughout these past six months but i am hoping that the time that we spend together tonight um or today whatever time you're listening to this um, that you will learn something from what I've learned and or you'll be able to apply what you've learned because if this past couple of six months have taught you what you know now, imagine what the remainder of the year will teach you. And we just don't want to have to like repeat cycles or just repeat certain circumstances that, you know, we could have learned from if we just took some time to just have some introspection and just kind of review our lives and so these are five things that I learned and I'm going to share them with you now. So the first is to remember that how other people treat you has more to do with them than with you. And you need to stop taking things personal. I'd have to say like I did not learn that on my own. But instead, I learned that because I read The Four Agreements. If you haven't heard about that book, I suggest you read it. It really changed my outlook on how personal I take things. And I really just feel like everyone in the world should read this book because it would really like just change how the world works and just how people treat each other. But I guess it really doesn't matter if people read it if they don't apply it, which is something that I've been doing. I've been applying what I've read. And one of the agreements is not to assume. And that has really helped me to just kind of like divert from like certain like, um, what the word, conflicts. Because I'm like, okay, well, this has nothing to do with me. This is all you, right? Like the other day I called like customer service because I needed something. And the woman was not helpful, right? But I basically said, you know, that's funny because, you know, these people told me I can call you because you'd be able to help me, but it doesn't seem like you can. And she <laughs> she hung up on me. And I was just like, wait, what did I say that was rude? And I had to think back and like, did I say something that was rude? And I was like, no, I was just really like, no, but you, it doesn't seem like you can help me. And all I needed her to say was just like, I don't know. Maybe I was just out of pocket about that. But whatever. Like, I felt like she even got on the phone like crazy. But I didn't take that personal. You know, like, even her hanging up on me, like, I could have been that person to call back. 
if I had like remembered her name, I'd have been like, I'm sorry, I spoke to a representative and she hung up on the phone on me. This is not indicative of how your company runs. I would like to speak to a manager to gain assistance post, like the closest assistant, the fastest assistance. And I'm like, Tabitha, this has nothing to do with you. Whatever that lady is dealing with, that is her business and her business only. And when you make it your business, you don't lost. You don't like, you don't lost your power. You lost, you know, just your well-being more specifically and you just you can't be taking things personal so that's what I have to say about that like remember that how other people treat you has more to do with them than with you and the moment you learn that the moment you not only learn it but you accept it and you start acting on that and you don't take things personal like you're just gonna fly by your day Because you're going to just be unscathed and unmoved because I'm not going to feel any kind of way until you tell me that whatever issue you have is with specifically with me and that we can deal with it accordingly. Other than that, your issue is your issue. It's not mine. And I'm not going to take that burden on me. Okay. The second thing is to remain yourself even when no one is watching. Someone is always watching. This is like a really quick and simple story, but I went to like Earl of Sandwich. I was in Tampa at the time. I love Earl of Sandwich. Earl of Sandwich is so good. And um, I, the lady basically like, let me try to make this short. To shorten it up, there were women sitting outside waiting for their orders. The woman had called the cashier had called their names but of course they could not hear because they were sitting outside and so I went and basically was like hey is your name so and so well the woman just said that your order is ready these women walked into the door did not say thank you did not say nothing and a part of me wanted to be upset about it but I was like once again whatever they got going on has nothing to do with me if these women have issues it's within themselves because there's no reason you should be rude you know, or like just not grateful. So I'm like, that's your issue, right? And the woman tells me like, wow, like, so at this point in time, now it's my time to receive my sandwich. And she says, mind you, I don't, I didn't even think she noticed that I went outside to tell them. Anyway, she says like, that was really kind of you. Like, that was really, really nice of you. And I was like, oh, in my head, I'm like, I didn't even know she was watching. But she was because guess what? Somebody is always watching. And so you remain true to yourself because that is what's going to matter at the end of the day. The third thing is I learned that I desired a relationship, not like a platonic one, of course, (laughs) a desired relationship because I felt like I needed to keep up, but not because I really wanted it. And that was a really big deal for me. Because this whole time, not this whole time, but like, I guess I can say like the past six months, I was like, dang, like, I need to like get in a relationship, something needs to happen. And then I don't know how it happened or like, what was the turning point for me. But at some point in time, I realized like, Tab, you don't really want a relationship for you. You want it because everyone else around you is in one. And so you feel like you're not sufficient. You feel like something's wrong with you. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with me. Have you seen me? I'm joking. I'm not joking. But like, there's nothing wrong with me. So it's okay that everyone else is in this particular season and I'm not. And I cannot rush that. 
So one of the things I learned that was really important to me and something that is super personal, but I want to share because everyone is dealing with something of this sort, but we always talk about like generational curses. We always talk about how it's important to just break those generational curses. And whenever we speak about them, they're so general. Like you don't really think about like, you like have in your mind like what they might be. And most of the time it's poverty related, but you don't ever think about how generational curses can really just be about relationships. I was with my grandmother at her doctor's appointment and she was talking to me and she was basically sharing her heart. And something that she said was like, uh, my grandmother has eight children. So she has four women, four men. And she was basically saying that all of my men have have had the opportunity to find wives and to find, you know, to create these lives for themselves. But my women, but the my girls don't have in English. Sorry, it sounded better when I said that way. Like in Creole, it sounded better. But they didn't have a chance. Like basically, like they don't have they don't have the opportunity to get the same type of experience that my sons get in terms of being in long lasting relationships. And I remember just sitting there like about to cry because it was the first time that like, okay, I know that, you know, this, there's a generational curse here that I have to break, but I didn't know that that was the one that I had to break. That's a big deal. I don't think y'all get it. Like, I don't think you get it. Like, it's one thing to know there's a generational curse. It's another to like actually be able to like specifically point it out and know that you are the one that has to break that. You know, being the oldest on my maternal grandmother's side of the cousins. Well, my brother is the oldest, but the oldest female. That is truly my generational curse to break. And it has made me so particular. It has made me so careful And it's even reaffirmed how sure I was of the fact that I was really just seeking a relationship for others and not for myself and how I really want to be intentional about that um, in the next season of my life. And so that was a really big deal for me. And I hope you guys can like take the time and like sit down and think about like and actually have conversations with your family members, you know, about those specific generational curses that need to be broken. Like not, not the general ones. Oh, I'm going to be the first. No, 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 no. It's not enough to know that you need to break one. You need to know exactly what it is so that when you are making moves and when you are moving in your life in particular directions, that you're conscious of that. And so imagine me getting into a relationship prematurely because I just wanted to be held hmm. or I just wanted to fit in or I just wanted to not feel ostracized or like an outsider or like there was something wrong with me just for the sake of it and not realizing like no girl like this actually weighs really heavily on how those behind you will interpret relationships and how they they will carry those relationships and so yeah y'all that was that was a big thing for me Uh, The fourth thing would be that you should communicate the way you expect to be communicated to. That is such a big deal because we be throwing out expectations and we don't be giving them like we don't do what we expect. And we're just literally going into going in a circle of just mm, what's the word? I don't know what the word is. I don't know. Like I'm thinking like whatever the word would be for like you're not getting what you want and so you're like 
sad about it, but <laughs> I can't come up with the word. Help me, Jesus. I can't come up with the word. But basically, like, you're let down every single time because you're not even giving out what you expect. And so I would just say, like, please, like, we are adults. When you are an adult, you communicate as such. When you were a child, you reason like a child. I don't, I gotta find that Bible verse that says, like, when you were a child, you did things like a child. But now that you're an adult, you need to reason like an adult. You need to act like an adult. You need to act like how you would want to be perceived. Right? And you need to, like, you know, like, the person should perceive you how you want them to perceive you. I don't know, y'all. You just, it's, you know what I'm saying. Just communicate. Communicate the way you expect to be communicated to. Nothing less of that. So that, like, there's a precedent there. Like, there's a standard. And if that person does not reach that, does not meet that standard, it's easy for them to see where they fall short because you've done that. But if you expect them to act a particular way or communicate a particular way and you're not even doing that, then you're a hypocrite. That's all. Or, and or, because <laughs> that was a little rough. And or, you need to figure out how you could better communicate. And you need to figure out where your short- shortcomings are so that you can be a better communicator. Because you're just, you're going to be going in circles for no reason. Lastly, on my episode of 20 Questions with Taz with Whitney. Hey, Whitney. Um, <laughs> he asked me if I viewed Rainy Days as a ministry. And I I felt like, without hesitation, said no. And I remember like watching like a short clip of B. Simone. She has a podcast, too. Basically saying, like, somebody said to her or maybe it was her co-host that they said like, Oh, um, that their podcast wasn't a ministry. And they were like, why not? Like people like send me messages all the time, like saying how much like my messages change their life. And I was like, Whoa, I, wow, I missed the mark. And I think for me, it was just like, I was, I don't know. I don't know how to like say how I feel, but I can definitely say that I view my podcast differently and I can definitely see that it is a ministry in the sense of like it is helping people to become better versions of themselves or at least to deal with what they're not dealing with because of my transparency. And so if it's helping you to become closer to God, then, well, that's my goal at least. I hope it would help you to become closer to God. Then I am doing my job. You know, if it's helping you to realize that, no, nobody is perfect in this world. I mean, I'm definitely not perfect. I don't have a perfect hat. I am a water walking, sometimes sinking disciple. I have no problem saying that. I struggle. I struggle with a lot of different things. Um, Some things I'm ready to talk about. Some things I'm not ready to talk about. And that's just, that's on the real, you know, but it doesn't mean the struggle is not there. But I just want you guys to know, like, um, I really wasn't focusing on the idea that it's a ministry. I was just focusing focusing on the idea that it's helping people. Sometimes, like, when you have, like, that idea, like, oh, it's a ministry, it's a ministry, it's a ministry, like, you miss out on just, like, being human and being yourself and being authentic. And I, I don't know if I just have correlated that negatively or whatever the case may be, but otherwise... Those are the things I've learned. I'm sure I've learned so many other things and they'll come up, you know, at the end of the year when I'm doing my end of the year episode. Uh, you guys really like that. You guys really like that episode. I don't know why. <laughs> but um, I can't wait to share, you know, 
other things that have happened throughout this year, throughout the past six months and what will happen next. Um, I want you guys to stay blessed, stay loved, stay used, used by the Holy Spirit, used by God to do his work in this earth. Do not be discouraged. Do not be dismayed. The Lord your God stands with you. He stands to fight for you and fight on your behalf. I pray that your family is safe and protected. I pray that you guys go into the next six months just feeling rejuvenated and feeling revived. One thing, one verse that I like to share, and it actually like came up today and I love it. Um, it is actually Acts chapter nine, verse 18, the NLT version. And it says instantly like something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptized. I pray that all the scales of your life, like things that you didn't even realize, like, man, I'm dealing with this. And it's kind of been a scale that it's been that it's removed so you can see your life more clearly and you can make decisions based off of your new sight, huh? your new sight. Okay. And not based off of the scales that were on there. If you don't know Saul's story, so Saul turned into Paul. Paul like wrote like a majority of the books in the Bible now. And it's crazy because just such a life, um, he just had such a life transforming experience with God. And I just pray that the next six months will be just that. Please take the time to do some introspection, write down some things that you've learned this year. Well, the last six months that you don't want to go into the next six months repeating. I pray that the scales from your eyes will be removed and that you will regain your sight. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. It does not rain always, but it's raining today. Please go stand in the rain.